Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. It is our official, I want to say it's our first show in December, but it actually isn't. Friday was, but it was pre-recorded and it was pre-recorded in November. So actually, this is our first official episode live in December. And I'm very excited because December is a fantastic month for multiple reasons. Christmas, obviously, but also my birthday, which is New Year's Eve, everybody. So not that I'm fishing for happy birthdays, but I'm fishing for happy birthdays and I'll keep reminding you. (laughs) So um, I'm very excited. This episode 140. It's 140 and it's going to be a great show. I think that's all. We're kind of just going to jump right in. This is going to be a fantastic episode. My guest today, she is an actress. She was Lava Girl, both as an, a child and as an adult. And she's also the co-host of His Story on His Glory TV. Let's give it up for my guest today, Tay Duels herself, Taylor Dooley. Hey! Hey! We went Christmassy. I even did the Christmassy loading gas. I know. I was, I was watching it, and I was very excited about yeah. it. I, I had a my favorite time of year. Yes, absolutely. And we were backstage. We were talking about how I get strokes of inspiration at the last minute. And I yeah. logged into work today, and I said, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna cram uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of work into a very short amount of time. And so I did. So. Okay. I'm just going to make this harder on myself. Yeah, why it's not? No big deal. Yeah, it's, why not? It's Monday. It's a I'm Monday. Vacation. <laughs> we, that's just what. what's one more thing. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how are you? I, it's been a little bit since you've been on the show. Yes. How are you doing? I, I am so happy to be back. I'm happy to be back on the show. I'm happy mm-hmm. to be back talking with you. Yeah. Uh, and everything's been good. I have Thanksgiving was great. I have a six-year-old now. My son turns six. So that's And he's very fun. into Mario. Yes, he is very into Mario. Yes. He's very into Mario. So we will yeah. be the first people in line to see the new movie. Yeah. I think in April. But, yeah, I was gonna say it's like not quite summer. No. Uh, like yeah. Spring break, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that's like what it is. Break. I think it's like April's like spring, springish break. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. Okay, so we're gonna just kind of jump in. You and I were talking backstage, um, and we were you know, you'd voice really just feeling a, a need to kind of continue our conversation uh, from last time, which was all about uh, just the industry and God, what God mm-hmm. is doing in the industry, what he's exposing in the industry, your experience in the industry. Um, but specifically, I mean, right now there's kind of like a really, it, it's, it's a hot topic and it's one that uh, it's worth being concerned about, and, mm-hmm. uh, which is the whole Balenciaga fiasco. Yeah. Um, so why don't you, for those who, for, for some reason, don't know what what's going on, why don't you just refresh people on what exactly that is? Uh, well, with the Balenciaga, that is a clothing company, I believe. I don't honestly know much about them yeah. before this whole drama, but I think it's a very high end clothing company. I know Kim and Kanye are very involved, um, and it they they're from my understanding, their winter release had all these teddy bears in like BDSM gear mm-hmm. and children and various other things, including books with names on them of people who are, you know, child abusers and different, very, very, very weird, different things. Um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And so people have been very upset 
because it's just trying to normalize child trafficking, mm-hmm. child just just sexualizing children and all of these things that there's you're kind of we're seeing this shift and I think I was mentioning to you backstage it, the problem is these children who are models and modeling oftentimes especially as children and adults crosses into acting. So a lot of I was that's how I got into acting was by modeling. So it's kind of very it's it's all the same. It's the same industry, you work around the same people, you know the same people. It's very very similar. And so it all kind of stems from the same problem and the same issue, which is just the sexualization of children. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's a huge issue that is just now coming to light. But with the Balenciaga, it's been nice to see people upset about it. But then you're kind of, I know I've been in tune and tuning into who you don't hear talk about it and who you don't hear saying Which is a lot. Which is a lot of people. And it's really surprising to me because it shouldn't be controversial like this topic right. shouldn't be left right it's not political this is about our children yeah. so it's it's kind of hard to fathom not speaking up about it and i know i posted about it even just on my instagram and i got so many people writing me saying i was the first celebrity they had seen to post something about it well and i saw somebody pointed out that um this isn't a lack of this isn't a lack of awareness because like uh, everyone's also very aware of some of the things that Kanye is saying right now. Um, <laughs> and Adidas, who was a sponsor of his, dropped him within 48 hours of yep. him saying some of the things that he said. So this isn't an issue. They're very well connected. Like word travels fast. Even if you're not in the industry, word travels fast. Like even yeah. when I lived in LA, word travels fast, you know? So fast. And so because uh, everybody's gossiping, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone just comes up to you and says stuff, and you're like, I didn't Mm -hmm. ask you, but why are you telling me this? Yeah. So yeah, Yeah, it's, it travels fast and it's, it's, it is a huge issue and I don't want to act like that's not a huge issue, but it, it's just the tip of the issue. Like Mm -hmm. if you think Balenciaga is the only place that that's going on, it's not. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the unfortunate part. And that's the bigger conversation that now that people are starting to try to talk about it. And I have seen it on a little bit of, news outlets are kind of covering the story what needs to be talked about is is yes shame on balenciaga obviously like i it, there's so many satanic ties even in that that oh, it's yeah. just i mean we could talk for hours just on that specifically yeah, because yeah. it was it's so satanic and it's so sad but that's not it there's so many instances and right now even there's huge people, there's kids coming out that are now adults. They're not, I say kids, they're not kids anywhere, um, but are now adults like who worked on Nickelodeon that are mm. coming out. Um, I know Alexa Nichols is really talking about Dan Schneider and what happened right. and her experiences there. And then other people that she's experienced in the music industry. And the, and there's just, it's just rampant really, honestly. The yeah. And I think we touched on it just a little bit last time, but it is it is really really you get to know people in such a intimate way as an actor because you're on set with them for so long and whether Mm -hmm. you're five or 25 or 15 you're these people become your family and that's almost if if people want to push that boundary you don't you don't know you're not equipped well enough to be like oh okay this this hit an awkward turn especially if you're a kid Mm. it's and it happens all the time and that's what's so sad is that it really is such a it's such an easy place 
for kids to be targets. And yeah, well, I think too, as a kid, I, I like, cause I was thinking about this as you've been talking just about, there's kind of this stigma around child actors, you know, kids that uh, really hit, once they hit adulthood, they had a really hard time. And even probably yeah. before adulthood had a really hard time uh, with, with substance abuse and, um, you know, all kinds of other things. But I think too, it's like that wearing down of your conscience, that searing of mm -hmm. your conscience, you know, because if you're, especially as a kid, if you're surrounded by adults, your tendency is going to be, these are adults, they're here to look out yeah. for my best interest. Uh, especially if your parents haven't trusted you to them. I Is it mandatory within like SAG to, for like parents to be with their kids on set? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your parent has to be with you wherever you go okay. is the SAG rule. It's not always followed, mm -hmm. but that is especially on sets that are longer standing and people know each other and it gets, and you can sign off. Like if I remember one time on uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, my mom had to go take care of something for my brother. And so she signed off legal guardianship for the day to one of the other parents. So you can do that if you need to, but you have okay. to have an adult present with you they had she had to legally sign it off for the day so that i could be on set so how in the world did that because last time you shared that experience of like you went into a room and they really like tried to separate you from your mom mm -hmm. and then you were in there with like a bunch of suits and and then they were going to try and you know they made made it look like okay yeah well we're just going to be inside here and they were going to try and usher you into a different area yeah how do they even is it just that there's a a god complex that they have where they're like we can do whatever we want because oh, it yeah. seems like that's a massive violation of uh, a union like sag so technically i so it it is and this is where i don't know completely but when you're not in a contract like that i wasn't on set for that i was gotcha. just in in there for a meeting because gotcha. they wanted me on a, one of their shows so because of that i wasn't in a contract and i don't know exactly how much SAG would care, yeah. honestly. Me not being in a contract because technically I'm, you know, would I be doing you can do movies that aren't SAG. I mean, so it could right. be, it could very much be. So that's just more of the interview process, which is more more or less. Uh, I mean, like I said before on the last time, I had a wonderful experience with with Robert Rodriguez. But right. even those auditions, the last um I Five, I think the last five were with the director and producers in a hotel room. Like I had to, my mother stayed down and I was only 11. My mom stayed downstairs. They don't let you up. A casting director comes down the elevator of this hotel room. We're just in the lobby of this hotel down in LA. And the casting director takes me up to whatever room. It's not like my mom knows the room number, the room floor, like Jeez. none of that. It's just, you sign in downstairs and you're just, it's just this, no one talks about it like no one walks in and goes this is crazy but no one doesn't ever you just walk in and it's like you're in a casting office this is what happens anytime i was in a casting office even that aren't in hotel rooms it's an office usually parking's terrible so if you're somewhat older your parent will just be like go because i can't find parking mm. you go by yourself i'll park and i'll find you yeah because you can't be late you go you sign in your name your agent your time you signed in and you're in a room waiting to go into another room where you're never met these people before. Mm -hmm. Like your parents not allowed in the room with you. They're not allowed. It's just, you are in there 
with people. And I, and I have had experiences as a child after Shark Boy and Lava Girl going into audition rooms feeling insanely uncomfortable because okay. there are you're not you're you're there and you know that you could just run out the room and your mom's on the other side but you are now in a room with someone that your agents and managers have now told you that you want to impress them because you need a job and in the entertainment industry you're only as good as your when you worked last sure right. you were a lava girl but how how long ago was that you know right. they don't care it's that you're a money-making machine so you yeah. get a call especially at the height of like for me I went to a super huge management company right after Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I'm 12, 13 years old, unable to be a kid because I'm auditioning and doing all these things. And that's what I wanted. My mom tried so hard to get me to be out of it, but that's what I wanted. I loved it. It was all good and dandy. But you get these calls for these huge movies that my, I remember my agent called me and she, I was at this big company and she was like, you need, you, this role's yours. All you have to do, we've already talked to them. We know the producers the two other actors in the film were at their company it was they had already basically sealed the deal they just wanted to know that they liked me for this huge movie personality wise as you just go in as a formality i went in and this was a big movie but i was like i said i was I, this was i was 12 when this happened um and this director was so uncomfortable he tried he came i was instantly it was like my child self just knew this room felt weird. Mm -hmm. And so I was super uptight and he kept going, well, why are you so uptight? Do you want to come over here, sit next to me, oh. come over here, like calm no. down. Like, and, <laughs> and I'm this kid, like, but all you hear is your agent going, you have this role. If you just uh -huh. make him, if you, if he likes you, you get this. And what are they going to say when they call my manager and my manager has to then hear that this didn't go well. Like you have all this pressure riding on you. So as a kid, it's such a hard thing to go. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Because now you're you you have everything that you're kind of doing is riding on those moments in the mm -hmm. casting offices and and I mean shame on people for taking advantage of kids in that situation. Oh, but it, it but it happens and and I remember what's funny is this story. I I just the only reason I remember it, it was like something that came in my mind is something got brought up about the movie. And I said some it was with my kids and and I said something to my mom about it. And she was like, You never told me that all these years. 20 some years later, I had never told my mom that story. Uh -huh. She just always wondered why I came out. She said, you looked white as a ghost. It was the only audition I ever, I actually left. I chose to leave. I chose to, he said he hated me. He said, I'd never work in Hollywood. He uh -huh. called my manager and said, I wasn't getting the role. I was a complete nuisance. He said, I was rude and disrespectful and I would never work in Hollywood because I, I I wouldn't go sit next to him on a couch. I felt very- Well, that is usually a red flag uh, yeah. that that individual had ulterior motives than just trying to make you, I'm trying to make you comfortable. Exactly. Uh, because that's typically, that's like classic abuser um, behavior mm -hmm. is they shame the, the, the person that they abused or were trying to abuse. Yep. So, and that's exactly what happened in my manager. I got a huge talking to with my manager and I never opened my mouth because it was my fault. I was the difficult one. I was the one that didn't do what he instructed. He told my manager, he gave me instruction and I didn't listen. And, and I took direction horribly and that I'd never work in the business. And she was very upset with me. And sure. my mom was, my mom was like, Taylor, like what happened? Because I didn't say anything. Cause you just don't, you don't say these things. And that's what a lot of child actors are who are now adults are coming out to say things have happened 
and they didn't say anything because your job's on the line. And for some people, you're helping pay for your parents because this is a really expensive place to live. And if your parents came out from LA, I was fortunate. My parents didn't need me to do this. So like I said, they kept constantly going, please stop. But but there are so (laughs) many people that didn't have that opportunity. I know so many kids that came out and their parents were living on their money because they had to, it was that or you can't act because we can't afford to be here. And, and so you kind of look at all of that and you go like, if I screw this up, and that's a lot of burden to put on a 12, 13 year old, like a lot of burden. And, and that's why there's all these adults who come out. And that's also why you have, like you mentioned, the actors who go through the stereotypical, I was a child actor, and then they turn in 18 or 21 and they have substance, substance problems, Mm -hmm. or they're partying all the time. It's largely because of the fact that most kids are taken advantage of in the industry. And I honestly, I really would think I would, I, it's not an exaggeration to say that it happens to most kids. It, yeah. it really does. Well, cause I think I recently within the past couple of years, um, Corey Feldman, I think the one that was in Goonies, Corey, I think it's Corey Feldman. I think it's, yeah. Think cause it's there Feldman. are two Corey's and I always get their names I, mixed up. Anyways. I do too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now from Goonies. Um, and he, he's been very vocal cause he, I mean, he did have his, bout with uh, substance abuse for sure um and he's very mm-hmm. open about it but he's been very very open about what exactly happened and he's uh really kind of sparing no detail in many ways you know um, yeah. just kind of blowing the lid off the whole thing and then that's given others i think macaulay culkin has come out and said stuff uh even elijah wood has recently yep. come out and said stuff as well saying like oh yeah Aaron Carter did. Before yeah, Aaron, Aaron Carter, Carter had, did. Yep. Yeah. So it's um it's very uh yeah. Yeah, and usually what happens and it's kind of an interesting thing is that the ones you see who don't talk about it, even some who are on the same exact set as people, like the same set, same director, same problems, and you know one person he didn't if he did it to one, he did it to multiple people the people who don't talk and don't come forward are usually the ones who are still working in Hollywood because you have to still play the game. And it's usually the child stars who got so messed up from it that they just couldn't rationalize it anymore. And they went through substance abuses or like me just left the business because they just couldn't, I could, I couldn't take it really much anymore. Same thing with my parents. They couldn't take it either. So they were like, please take time off. Just do it. (laughs) Well, and and I, I heard that like kind of one or two things happens. Um, because in my film school, there were multiple, like multiple people that named a specific actor. I'm not going to say the actor's name. Uh, (laughs) but, um, they, they named, a specific actor and they, and unrelated to each other. They're like, you ever wonder why you don't see so-and-so anymore? And they're like, they were so difficult to work with at the height of their fame that once people got whisper of their career dipping, even the slightest, no one would touch them. They're like, all right, they're done. Okay. We don't have to. But then the other side is what you're describing, which is people just like, you go, I wonder whatever happened to that person. Do you feel like there are a lot of other actors that are kind of in your same boat where they're like, I I just can't like this is. Yes. Interesting to your point. That's kind of both the same though, because 
there's a lot of actors that I know from growing up that got that lost their jobs and lost things the same way I lost that audition. I was mm. deemed too difficult and hard to work with because I wouldn't buy into that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So a lot of the times too, the bigger celebrities that have like a huge up, but just for a second, and then all of a sudden they come tumbling down and you can't find them anywhere. Usually that's not just because something happens. Sometimes that's a lot because they put their foot down and go, I'm not going to do that. And then they just tell you you're hard to work with. They tell everyone you can't work with her. She's terrible. She's hard to work with. And that's how that happens. So sometimes that's one in the same thing. Sometimes those are the same thing. Um, yeah. Well, but especially if it's like a oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but especially too, like, even if someone had prior experience with you, they might reference that and go, well, I, I mean, she was great, but if it's, you know, like a big name mm-hmm. or they have the ear of a big name, they could say whatever they want. And you when you're, I mean? you know, we can talk openly because everyone knows about the the Harvey Weinstein thing. And right. it was the same with him. If he, sure. if you said no to him or you weren't going to do it, he is the head of a huge company. Oh, dude, he was he so, could, yeah. He could make or producer. break your career. Yeah. He could absolutely make One or break your career. One phone call, he'd ruin your career. Yeah. Absolutely. And he did. To many women, there are many stories that have come out where they have, and it usually, like I said, the ones who don't talk about it are usually the ones that are still wrapped up in it because it's a hard, it's hard. And like I said, it doesn't make, I really get aggravated. And I think we talked about this last time where everyone's like, throw the whole thing out. Hollywood's terrible and everyone's horrible. And if they're complicit in it, they're horrible. And I agree. You can't, it's so hard to fathom being complicit, especially with when it's children, but also when it's abuse on adults as well, it's just all of it's terrible. But Sometimes you you do get in this mode. There are certain people that you your livelihood's gone, hmm. you know. And and even now, I think it's the same thing with being canceled. For me, I I'm a I'm a single mom of two kids, and I can't work. The only thing I've ever done in my entire life is acting. Yeah. The only thing I've ever done, and I can't work in the industry because uh, I come host. out his glory or his story. Come on now. But yes, which is amazing and such a huge God blessing, but in the industry, which is what I love to do. And I feel like the Lord's put in my heart. I can't work because I talk about God and I, you know, they, they've deemed me right wing crazy. So I don't get, I literally, um, I, I think James Woods just said this the other, they will literally casting directors will check who you're following. They'll check what you talk about and oh, they won't it. bring you in. So how unfair is it that if you don't want to do, you know, go along with their way, you, your like way of life is to your, the way you take care of your family is now taken away. So for some people, all that to say is not everyone's evil. Sometimes you have to also look at it and go, how are they going to live their life if they don't? I'm blessed that the Lord has helped right. me. So I'm, I've been able to live my life, but, but how unfair is it that I don't have that option anymore just because I speak what I believe. Right. And I think it's easy to demonize people who mm-hmm. are still working in that industry. And it's like, look, like it's, it's costly to, to put your foot down and say something. And you know what? Also, we just don't know some of these people. I, I've always thought there's probably more believers in Christian than we, uh, than believers in Hollywood than we think. And Mm -hmm. people like people 
that you would recognize that you would know oh, yeah. like names you would know um yeah. but are you know keep their mouths shut um and i think that also there might be some people who are god has instructed them to be covert and you go yeah that person's a christian why are they speaking up more and i'm like i've been in situations where I actually felt like I was supposed to be mo more covert. So I know what that feels like, not ne nearly on that scale, obviously, but, um, you know, so I think we don't really, we can't fully know. And I think that, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that goes involved. There's also contracts that like, if you want to do a right. movie, they tell you, you can't talk about things and they don't say, sometimes it's not like specifically worded like you can't say god but they mm -hmm. they just give you a general outline that kind of really makes you and you're worried because your film's about to come out and you're and so there's it's Which not everyone's with, evil uh, heroes yes and not everyone is evil but they're you know you have to pay your bills and live your life and sometimes and then a lot of the times too i do think there's people who are lucky enough who don't necessarily know about all of it yet yeah um but it is so prevalent that it is really sometimes hard to believe there is people who don't you hear i mean it's the joke in hollywood that everyone's like who'd she sleep with to get the part you know oh, because yeah. you just it's a running joke that people mm -hmm. have because yeah. everyone knows that that's a thing mm -hmm. so it's hard it's hard hollywood is a very hard one because especially when you're someone like you and i who love it so much that it's yeah. it's it's a difficult thing but you know god calls us to come and do the difficult things and, yeah. and expose it and and hopefully take it back for for light and there's a lot more people to your point i think that are christians that believe that i know there are people i know of that are huge believers that just want to keep their job they don't yeah. they don't really they don't look at it like they have any other choice and that's that's not necessarily their fault that's the way the industry is kind of the culture that the industry is grown over yeah. the years and it never used to it was not that bad it wasn't when i was a kid no one criticized you for being we didn't talk about politics it, it right. wasn't and it wasn't just because i was a child no one on set cared about what was going on it was just you were there to do your job and if you talked about god it wasn't a, it was like oh you believe in god that's cool like it just wasn't what it is now yeah. we we really have gotten to a point where it's 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 you can't really talk about something outside of what they all believe in the well and it's funny because um who was it i want to say it was adam carolla was talking about he was like i figured out the tell of who i can figure out who's who, what you know what side someone's affiliated affiliated with he said <laughs> the the all of the liberal celebrities they will talk forever and ever and ever about it they're very open about it it's the people who don't talk about it he's like i've and then i'll have private conversations with some of these people and i end up being right i'm like ah you know i, I thought so mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of funny but it does seem like I would say, and I know it's like this working out in the, you know, the secular world just in general, but I can imagine in Hollywood even more so is don't talk about religion or politics unless you, uh, unless it's, uh, if you're aligned with the side that is deemed like this unspoken kind of, that's deemed to be able to talk yeah. about it. If you're a, for instance, if you're a Democrat or if you, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, you can, as long as you're not a Christian, you can talk about whatever you want, you know? Um, but exactly. it seems like it's like kind of this unspoken thing. 
Yes, it definitely is an unspoken thing. And, and, but so, and sometimes it's spoken. I mean, a lot of the talk show hosts nowadays, it's gotten pretty nasty hmm. with, with everything that's happened with Twitter before, like you, people just cancel you for no apparent reason. And then right. you'd be on every news outlet because you were, you know, following Trump on Twitter. And it was like, I know. Like that's was, a headline now. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's silly, but it is where the business is and it's mm -hmm. unfortunate, but it's kind of to the point where you have to, you have to pick a side, but I feel like God wants to do something different there. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of restoration that, that needs to come. And I think the more, just like anything, the more we stand up, the more it won't be, oh, okay, here's this small handful of right-wing celebrities that we can bully into either believing on our side or shutting up or going and making their own social media or media. If we, if more of us actually stood up and said, same thing with stuff like Balenciaga, it's, it's, there's outrage, but it, there should be more, there should be more celebrity. If more of us talked about it, it would stop. If yeah. more of us stood up and said, Hey, I'm a Christian and I believe in God, it would stop. It's kind of like the world where we're at right now. So much of it, like if more right. of us actually believe that our voice mattered. It would, I believe that things would change because there's a lot of people who believe in the Lord. Yeah. Well, and I think there's, I mean, there's a great deal of courage that comes from that's required to step out and, and speak up about something. Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's in bold ways. And sometimes what can, what equates to boldness is just like posting a picture of something on social media, knowing that yep. there's going to be massive repercussions. I mean, it can, it, it's, it's not a one size fits all thing to where you go, no. well, no, everyone has to react yeah. in this specific way. It's going to look different depending on where you're at. Um, but um, I just, I feel like it's funny when we look, we think about like how much courage it's going to take and the fear that's involved in that and having to push through mm -hmm. the fear of speaking up about something, but realizing, I mean, we have countless uh, examples throughout history of people who had the courage to speak up and the ripple effect that it had. But the fear is always, I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be squashed down. I'm going to be silenced and shoved under the rug uh, or swept under the rug. And, uh, but often that's not the case, even if we can't quite see it yet, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm Absolutely. not sure how much experience you've had with people going, whoa, yeah, me too. Me too, Taylor. I, I feel the same way. I, I I mean, I'm not sure you've had a ton of experience with that yet in, in, in terms of people in Hollywood, but I don't know. No, no. Mo largely, it's a lot of my friends are like, oh, we're going to. Othering you. Pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'll, I'll write you on social media behind the scenes when no one can see, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm your friend anymore because it's, it's, there is it there is a lot of courage and that's not lost on me for sure to, mm -hmm. that it takes a lot of courage in any way not just in the entertainment industry whether you're a school teacher or any job if you're a stay-at-home mom it takes so much courage to stand up to a bully and and we unfortunately live in a world where there's a lot of bullies and satan wants you so badly to believe 
that your voice doesn't matter and that it, you need to sit down and you need to take a step back because why would you say something? You'll lose this, 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 and this. And so Satan just loves to come into that, into those airwaves and just make you feel like you have to sit down and shut up. Yeah. But I think that the Lord is calling warriors forward. And I think mm -hmm. that part of that is pushing through and knowing that that's Satan. And when you, I, I say, I said it last time and I will always say it. It's like my phrase now, when you stand up for God, he stands up for you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, and it's the truth. If you, there's not been a single instance I've seen where, where God has not stuck up for his people who stand yeah. up for him. It might not be in the immediacy that you want because we all have a timing and we say that right. this should happen here and this should happen here. But uh, eventually in the Lord's time, he does. And he always, even in my own life, has through standing up, I did lose everything. <laughs> but mm -hmm. he's given me other opportunities like co-hosting his story. Like He has given me opportunities to serve him and love him and be able to just be obedient to, to standing up and being courageous. Jeez. And I feel like he's absolutely going to do that in anybody's life. It doesn't matter. Like I said, what line of work you're in, it doesn't matter. It's the same God. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to speak up and to be voices for the voiceless, be, mm -hmm. be voices for the children who can't right. be voices for the Everything, everything that Satan's trying to tell you is a lie yeah. and God will protect you through it. And that's yeah. what he's done in my life. And that's what I've seen happen countless times. And, and I, like I said, I think that's where we're our, where we are in the where world. Are. Where yeah. we are. <laughs> it turned into Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like where we are in the world is there's so many things going on between COVID from the last few years, everything politically, the child sex trafficking stuff that's, that's coming out, yeah. um, just abuse that's being, you know, really exposed in every avenue. I believe that the Lord is, is exposing it in this time because he wants us to stand up and say, as believers, enough is enough. Yeah, we are done dealing with this in our everyday lives. We are done dealing with it for our children, for our children's children, for you know, for the future generations. We're done, and and I yeah. think that's where we're at. Well, and it's interesting too because I'm seeing a lot of um, I'm seeing a lot of filmmakers speaking out of, against uh, kind of the sameness of a lot of movies right now. And what's interesting mm -hmm. is it's either that or it's just like everything is really dark and gritty and i often look yeah. back at um because you know, i'm a big everybody knows i'm a big star wars fan um <laughs> but i also know a lot of the history and the, the the you know the behind the scenes stuff and um trivia and all that stuff but um yeah the one of the things that's really interesting is what spurred george lucas to make something like star wars was he said i got really tired uh, everything was dark and gritty. That's what he would always mm -hmm. say. He's like, everything was dark and gritty. Everything was about crooked cops and everything was about gangsters and everything was about yeah. this and that. And he's like, I got tired of how kind of nihilistic everything got. And that's what spurred him on to make Star Wars. So I'm only saying that as a reference to where we're at now, which is where we see a lot of that same stuff out yeah. there. Um, and it's a recipe for something new to come that kind of resets um mm. you know 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's very exciting because I look at it that way and I go, I mean, things can only go so far you before they they yeah. kind of bounce back. Um, and obviously, some there's some pretty gnarly stuff out there in movies and TV right now. But um, mm -hmm. I view that as an opportunity. I, I guess all that to say that Star Wars was a response to what was out there at the time. And yeah. as a result, because it was so different, it was like no one could have thought. I mean, they thought it was going to be a failure because it was so different. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that I keep seeing from a lot of filmmakers now as well, and I've talked about this kind of ad nauseum on the show. So I apologize to anybody who's heard me say this like 3000 times, but like Martin Scorsese, even Steel, Steven Spielberg, a couple of years ago, they would have said, hey, everybody, my advice to new filmmakers is come down here. But now what's happening is they're actually their 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 tune has completely fl uh, like flopped to where they're mm -hmm. like, don't even come down here. Like with technology, the way it is it you create your own industry, do what you want, where you are. Like it's completely possible now, which is actually should be really exciting because it kind of yeah. if it's creating a decentralized effort, it's like a decentralized effort to kind of pull everything away from this spot, which is where all the control was over this industry. And I really do believe that that's actually going to be one of the ways that God is going to use it as a resetting mechanism for, for Hollywood. And because mm -hmm. a lot of these people that exploited people, because uh, there are some you know nasty people in Hollywood that have horrible motives and uh, they're, it, you know, you're taking away, there's less people down there for them to manipulate. And I don't know, I, I feel mm -hmm. like it's, a, you know, it's kind of a circling of the wagons down there right now. But if you, if, if all the fruit has been picked from the trees down there, they're forced to go outward, which means that they have yeah. to separate, which means that exposure can happen. So I do really, really feel like that's one of the ways that God is going to kind of cleanse the the industry um yeah is through is through that whole process so uh, i agree and i think it's part of it's already starting because you can see from people standing up even how much the industry is already changing and very very little i mean i think right now it's just this little shift in in hollywood's like how do we pivot and get out of this mm -hmm. like they did with the harvey weinstein scandal but right. i think there's so many people speaking up that i don't think they're going to be able to pivot so much in this way but it's like with disney losing record number of people because over there all their woke agendas oh yeah that when you actually make a big company like disney notice that they take down the uh, satanic cartoon. I forget the name of it that they had that was on Hulu. Little Demon or Little Satan or something like yes, that. Yes, it was terrible. On but, FX, yeah. Yes, but we made enough noise that they took it down. Just mm -hmm. like Top Gun broke record numbers in the box office for the last few years. Why? Because it was family friendly for the most part. It was it was good old fashioned, no political side, nothing of that world at all and everything else that they're trying to do um just completely flops and well, so when, yeah. when we do things like that it also has to they have to usher in okay what works this is working we For need real? to stop pushing this agenda just like when people stop if if they do stop shopping at Balenciaga, they're gonna go this doesn't work we have to do something new and if if people just keep the exposure happening 
and keep really staying true to themselves by going, I'm not going to go see that movie. I'm not going to go do that. Right. Um, right. Then you're able to effectively help it to change so that they, they don't want everybody, their whole viewership going somewhere else. So they're going to sure. start making movies that, you know, aren't, it's kind of like the Buzz Lightyear movie. Everyone right. loved that movie was set up to make so much money. Everyone and loves Toy Story. Yeah. I, I mean, my son, it was his first movie he was ever really obsessed with, with was uh, Toy Story. His bedding was Toy Story, but mm -hmm. we didn't go see it. And I yeah. didn't allow him to go see it. And we, he still hasn't seen it. And I know so many kids that movie flopped because you, if you just do those things, then then we can hopefully try to affect some sort of change. And then you also, like you said, in the, in the interim, you have all these amazing filmmakers like you, who is going to someday <laughs> make a movie. <laughs> we have yes. all these people who are coming out going, it's not just Hollywood anymore. You don't right. need Steven Spielberg to make a movie. You can do it anywhere. It's not mm -hmm. just, that's the beauty of where we're at right now and all the technology. There's so much downside, I feel like, to all this technology, but there's also a wonderful side and that's that we can go, you and I could decide to write a script and, and do a movie if we had the right funding and the right people behind totally. us. And yeah. and we could, we could do that. We couldn't do that 20 years ago. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. No, we totally. can do that now. Yeah. And if it turned out to be a hit and everyone loved it and it broke records, studios would have to go, what did they do that we're not doing? Right. Well, that's, I mean, you see that happen. Uh, there's kind of these trends within the industry where it's like a movie will come out where they took a risk and then mm -hmm. everyone's like, whoa, we want to do a movie exactly like that. So instead of taking more risks and going, what else do we got? <laughs> They're like, no, we want to do, we also want to do a Mad Max Fury Road, or we also want to do a 500 Days of Summer, or we also want to do a uh, a Prestige, or we also want to do it. Like it, you see it on and on and on. When Lord of the Rings came out, everybody was like, yeah. fantasy, okay, everybody do fantasy. It's like, dude, it no, happens do you know how much was the on time. the line? It was so different. It's so unique. And it's mm -hmm. like, and so I, I have such a passion for like really talking about this this subject is just that whole idea of like we need to start taking risks i mean as creative people we especially need to start taking risks because that's how that's how it happens and it's like i remember i what god kind of instructed me in was something that was so antithetical to everything i'd been taught in film school which was you got to know what the latest trends are you got to know what's in you got to mm -hmm. know what the 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 all the tv shows and all of the movies and i was just like watching tv shows and i was like it was like grieving my spirit because and honestly searing my conscience whether i wanted to admit it or not but um and i was just like man and finally god was like hey i want you to stop watching this thing and i was like for some reason it was really hard at first because you know it's like you start watching a show you get really into the characters and then you're like yeah yeah that was kind of dodgy what they did in that couple episodes <laughs> but i really care about the characters and they're really great and it's really well written but eventually i both my wife and i just started going okay Let's just stop watching this show. Let's just cold turkey. And honestly, like the peace that it brought to my life from mm -hmm. that one moment of letting go and realizing it's just a show, number one. And also, I actually feel happier. Like I'm not, I don't feel, yeah. does it feel like heavy after? Well, okay, I'll give you an example. Like The Walking Dead. We watched The Walking Dead for quite a while. And then eventually like 
killed off a character in a really brutal way. And I was like, why am I watching this? This is horrible. <laughs> and so then, you know, we got convicted. And so we cut that out of our lives and it was just a snowball effect. But then there would be certain yeah. things that like, I didn't think were an issue and maybe they're actually not an issue, but God wanted me to stop watching it for a season or mm-hmm. if it's forever, I don't care, you know? Um, but it was interesting because I was like asking God, I'm like, why, 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 why? And, uh, and then he was like, eventually he revealed to me, he's like, I, I want you to be a voice, not an echo. And I, so much of what I was creating mm. at that time, writing and stuff was so derivative of everything that I was consuming versus like the level of creativity that happens in here now as a result of minimizing just how much I allow in. Yeah. Crazy. And I would have never thought that was possible. I, th- I, I was taught no, you have to watch all these things. And I'm not against influence. I've got tons of influences, you know, in terms of what's influenced my style yeah. and taste. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, using all of that as the fuel in which you put into the tank mm. for creativity has completely gone. Uh, yeah. So it's been great. Uh, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that that brings up actually a really good point about God in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I there is so many people that don't actually I think realize this um and I've started like my same journey as you in a sense that I've been convicted on watching certain things and um and even musically like very convicted mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll have to argue with God like really I can just pray about it. And- yeah, come on. <laughs> Like really, but he's always like, no. I'm like, okay, I have to listen. I have to be obedient. But I will say there are spiritual contracts that you do sometimes enter into. And I don't know if people know this or not, but there are, this I do know when it comes to um, the industry is that it all, 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 everything started to affect us, right? Like we wanted to tell stories to make you happy, to make you cry, to make you sad, to make mm-hmm. you, which is a beautiful thing. We love to, we're, we're naturally empathetic human beings are sure. most of us anyway. Um, yeah. So we, <laughs> we, there's a few that are, but we, um, <laughs> we are, and we want to, we want to connect and we want to know that we are not the only ones experiencing these things. And that's all the wonderful things that come out of storytelling, but there are groups of people and that is where a lot of the nefarious things that happen in, in Hollywood come from that have a completely different agenda. Mm. And that is why we're seeing the content that we're seeing now and seeing them push the boundaries that they are now, because how far are they willing to go? How much can they keep us in fight or flight all the time? All we watch these shows that are just killing, killing, death, death. And we just don't, we become desensitized. We become, we become um, just very unempathetic now. You. You, really you you kind of go like oh okay i saw on the walking dead someone's head get chopped off and then all right. of a sudden you're just kind of in your brain like that just isn't a thing anymore to you yeah you're like oh this looks like a movie it i'm sorry that's you know it could it happens to someone in real life you're not going to act like that but it's right. making us all very sleepy and sure. spiritually there is like contracts that sometimes i believe that's mm-hmm. why the lord nudges us to say stop doing that. It's not yeah. necessarily for any other reason, but you are allowing what you're allowing in, you're allowing it into your spirit. And when you, when you don't break those contracts and when you don't, when you do do those things, think you start feeling 
more anxious, more, mm-hmm. you know, why are you always running on, you know, fear-based or why you're, uh-huh. and you watch, if you take a look at the shows you're watching or the movies you're watching, it's something that's constantly feeding that. Sure. And I think that that's also, it's why a lot of people love Christmas time, right? Yeah. Because it's the only time we start making movies like Hallmark movies that don't stress you out the whole time. Yeah. They make you happy and they make you believe mm-hmm. in love and family and oh, everyone comes home from the holidays. And it's yeah. it's because, the, and really, why do you think of things the way you think of them? It's all been fabricated by Hollywood. When you really think about the things that you think about from this time, you you trace it back to a movie or, or music or mm-hmm. something. and it affects you internally in your spirit. And I know that mm. firsthand. And so, you know, sometimes it looks different for everyone. You know, that's, I hate the religious spirit. That's like, I need to stop watching this. So everyone does. Sometimes God can pick certain people of certain yes. things. And sometimes other people have other walks. And yeah. as long as you are walking with the Lord and the Lord, you've checked on it, you're good to go. <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> it's like, that's an interesting, I mean, that's a very interesting topic because I I think that the thing I love, but frustrates me, but I ultimately love it about scripture is that no one is without, yeah. no, you know, you could find a verse and be like, ha, see, don't judge me, <laughs> you know? Uh, but then it's like, yeah, but it also talks about being sensitive to people who have a weaker conscience with you. Mm-hmm. But then also those people with a weaker conscience, it has scriptures that point to say like, hey, don't like people have the right to be free. I think yeah. that's with like, it's like this both and thing where it's like, yeah, be sensitive, pray about what you feel like you shouldn't, you know, kind of be more open about uh, and what you should. Um, and then the other, you know, if you're on the receiving end of that, it'd be like, bro, you got to check your heart that you're not judging people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can be this place of like, it's this misplaced kind of, uh, like I'm, I am being God's police. Okay. I'm going to make sure that people hold to the, to the, to the scriptures and, and that they are doing everything because I love God. You know, I'm like, you all start coming off like a little bit judgy, you know, <laughs> just a wee bit. there you go. In the comments, I say it all the time. So people always go, ha, ah, he said it. Um, so yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's another part too. And that's something that like God has really, really worked on me. And cause I used to be on the other end where I was like, how could they do that? Oh, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, it's like, you're not fun to be around when you're like that. Um, uh, it, it, you just really aren't. So. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's hard too, because you know, like you said, scripturally we're called not to judge. So God God is the one that does that. So if Mm -hmm. you are right with the Lord, no one has the right to judge you. If, if you're not, not that we have a right to judge you, but as a brother and sister, sometimes I I do think it's okay to be like, Hey, Oh, of course. Yeah. Are you you reading your Bible? Like, are you spending time with them? Holding each other accountable and, 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 you know, talking to each other about that stuff. No, I, and see, that's the other side of it too, where like, it's you a know, really it's, hard balance. It's a very it's, hard balance. And you feel convicted on something and then you feel like you want to share it with someone. And sometimes that comes off judgy and you're like, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I got convicted. Right. And it's just, it's, it's a whole mess of, of checking your heart that you just have to constantly just be in step with God to say, right. 
okay, I don't want to judge, but I don't want to, where do I step? Where do I not step? And yeah. And that it's a, that's a hard job. It's, yeah. it's hard because I've definitely been, yeah. I, and that's why we need the Holy Spirit because, yeah. oh my goodness, because, and there's been sometimes like where I thought I was hearing God. Mm. And then I went out and I talked to somebody and it totally backfired. And not to say that if, if God is leading you in something, you're not going to face some kind of initial backlash from somebody that sometimes yeah. that does happen. But in this case, it definitely was not uh, of the Lord, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's why I, I put, I pray for discernment all the time. Oh, that's, yeah, I, that's I'm good. always asking the Lord, yeah. like every day, whatever I come through, whatever happens, like just give me discernment on it or mm -hmm. I will stop and pray discernment over something. Sometimes yeah. before I even watch something, I'll be like, I want to watch it, but does that mean I should? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'll just pray for discernment because it's hard. Yeah. It, it It's very hard and it's hard to know. And that kind of circles back to the spiritual contracts that if you're mm -hmm. not constantly aware of what you've let in, you could be making a decision like you said that you think is Holy Spirit, but it's you overriding that and you're not actually listening to the Lord because right. that's what spiritual contracts try to do. They try to make you think that it's it's God when it's not, it's the enemy, but you you haven't fully repented of whatever it is, or you haven't let that go, or you've, and so you got to constantly be in a mind of, of discernment to be able to right. know who is it? Like, is this from God? Is this the Holy spirit? Or is this, is this me? Or is this the enemy trying right. to make me just like with fear? It's, you know, just like, it's, is it, is it the enemy making me feel fear, fearful? <laughs> Yes, it is. So, but yeah. that's not from God. But sometimes we don't take a step long enough to go, oh, wait, I'm doing this decision out of fear. I'm not doing this out of anything. Right. And I think it's sometimes slowing down and just trying to discern a situation is so much better than reacting. Because mm. yeah. even, even, even God says our emotion will get the best of us, like it, yeah. every time. And, and so I, it's so hard, but I, and there's no judgment there because it's so hard. And I don't, I'm not perfect, but even, especially with a three and a six year old, but I'm always kind of, uh -huh. I will feel a big emotion and I'll be like, okay, God, is this from you? Or like, what is this? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's it, life can be a lot. And I don't, I try not to let emotions ruin things. Cause even, like I said, even God in the Bible says that it will, it can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really quick, I just saw my note here because I jotted down back when we were talking about Disney. Okay. I wanted yes. to go back to this really quick. Yes. yes. Um, I think that, uh, you know, last time you were on the show, we had talked about, uh, yes, there's stuff that needs to go from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. and I think everybody can agree on that. But then there's other things where I'm like, I actually feel it should people like point out an organization or a production company or whatever. And they're like, they need to burn. They need to go down. And I'm like, actually this, I really feel like, and maybe this is a prophetic insight from God about some of these, you know, these companies going like, I actually just think that needs to be re realigned to its original purpose. Mm, um, absolutely. And I feel that same way with a lot of mega corporations, especially in 2020, we saw a lot of people saying a lot of different stuff like black lives matter, you know, mm -hmm. and they ended up being found out to be a fraudulent organization, um, uh, which is all over CNN. Okay. Algorithm. So don't like <laughs> flag me for this. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I um, really what a lot of these people just need to be taken down a peg or two because it's this whole thing of like, ha, huh, there's this false sense of importance, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, people are buying my things or they're paying attention to me. That means I have more, my opinion holds more weight than theirs does, you know? So I'm going to take it upon myself to uh, lead my sheep, lead my flock in the direction they should go. And some of these people, it's like, what I think you need to do is just be quiet and sell toilet paper. Cause that's what you do. You know, like, instead of being like, ha, huh, you know, there's like this false sense of like moral superiority within a lot of, you know, mega corporations, but also even a lot of entertainment companies mm -hmm. is this false sense of importance um, that yeah. they have uh, to where like, there's a lot of people even within Disney that were like, have worked their way up to the top. And it's like, Mm -hmm. so a lot of people have no interest in having kids themselves but they've somehow taken it on themselves like i need to raise up the next generation uh to be okay with this this and this i'm like well it's unfortunately it's not your job like that's yeah. their parents that's up to the parents to raise these kids not you and i think that you know especially in like our generation um especially when i was young uh, there's a lot of, we were raised, I mean, well, they call us the latchkey generation. You know, we go to latchkey programs after work because our parents were working or after school because our parents were working. And, and so you're kind of raised by each other, mm -hmm. a la Lord of the Flies, you know, and, um, you know, the types of conversations that would take place even amongst kids back then, you know, um, I mean, me and my friends were more interested in playing X-Men and Star Wars, but other kids, you know, you would hear a lot of different types of conversations yeah um, so yeah i think i think that looking at we can look at disney okay bob chapek was the ceo he legit got fired because the mm -hmm. past couple of years he was pushing a lot of this woke agenda stuff Lightyear, strange world just came out as an openly gay character it's for yeah, kids that, I, isn't that tanks too oh like massively and it, yeah. it it came out the week of thanksgiving which is a big a big uh season for them um mm -hmm. in, in with movies and it absolutely tanked and i think that that's a good and then he got fired and oh i think really yeah. the big cherry on top was that the whole don't say gay bill in florida they were like yeah. which actually didn't say don't say gay it was actually to protect kids and then being mm -hmm. a children's primarily a children's entertainment company you think that they would come alongside florida and go we are 100 for protecting children exactly percent for this because that's all it was doing was protecting kids mm -hmm. uh, and instead they said we we're going to do everything in our power to fight this bill and then desantis was like oh really tax exemption buy you know and that's costing them billions uh and uh so Bob Iger's back. I'm just refreshing everybody who doesn't know. Bob yeah. Iger's back, who's the former CEO. But I honestly don't know that it's darkest. I don't, I don't think Disney's darkest days are behind them uh, just because Bob Iger's back. I think we're going to see more. Yeah. But it just goes to show, look, like, I mean, I obviously I wasn't in the industry when I lived in L.A., but I was a new industry. I had friends who were in the industry and, you know, wasn't around enough of people to realize, like, yeah. It is a bit of an a false sense of reality because it's such a bubble, and you do have a oh, yeah. hub of different people from different alternative lifestyles that are concentrated in that area, which gives you a false sense of the world. It gives you a false, mm -hmm. false sense of, but yeah. they hold the megaphones, 
And so then they create things and push them out to the masses. And then it's almost this like subtle indoctrination that happens with people where suddenly they start looking for things that aren't there or Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just, it's just really interesting that how that all happens. But I think that, you know, this Disney thing is really showing like people, it's not vibing with people, man. Like this is not like people aren't liking this alternative lifestyle thing being pushed because that's what it is. It's an alternative lifestyle. It's not a majority thing. And so, yeah. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. No, I agree. And uh, it's it's very much being pushed, like you said, by a lot of, especially Disney. But, but with the new changing of the guard back to Bob Iger, I do think, I, I think they'll try to stay away from certain things. But, I, but Disney's always been... Disney. I, sure. I mean, Disney's always towed that line, and I don't mm-hmm. think that they're done doing that yet. No. Um, I think, but to your point about changing up, I think so much of Hollywood, it's not like, let's not burn it all down to the ground. Let's just get someone who believes in God, who is a great person, in at, you know, to take over for Bob Iger. We don't need to redo Disney. Disney's done some great uh-huh. things for entertainment. Let's just get take it back for the light. Same mm-hmm. thing with Netflix. To reinvent the wheel would be so hard. Netflix is Netflix. How do you, you know, but instead, let's, I think the Lord's heart is to let's put people in there who believe in the Lord and who want it to go back to the way that God intended things to be and the way that entertainment is supposed yeah. to be. And, and, and I think that those are the things that need to happen. And I do think that we are in a time that I think in our lifetime, I think we will see that happen. I do. Yeah. I think we're coming into a shift and just like everything, it's very cycle ish, especially like you said, with star Wars, when that it was, things were very dark and then star Wars came out and all these creatives came out from, from that. And I think we're in this dark time and there's people like you and who has, Taylor. Who has amazing <laughs> ideas going on in there that need the world needs to see it because yeah. God is just downloading you with those things. Mm-hmm. And I think he's doing it for a reason. It is, you know, Esther 414 for such a time as this, mm-hmm. he's doing it for a reason to build people up in those situations and in, in those places to be CEOs of the companies that were once taken for darkness. Let's take them back for light and let's like bring them back to God's original design and have filmmakers come out with wonderful new content. That's not a ripoff of whatever thing did really well. Mm-hmm. It's just like that is its own story that is good. That is good content. Yep. And, and I think that that's what we're going to start seeing in the coming time in the coming years. I think that's yeah. what's going to happen is I think there's going to be, you know, entertainment is everyone loves entertainment. It's not going anywhere and you're mm-hmm. not going to, to take down it's kind of like the world that we're in you're not gonna take down the united states of america because there's some bad people you're gonna put up people Uh who are raised into positions to be there you know so you're not gonna we're not gonna wipe out hollywood and level hollywood we're just going to in my opinion i think the lord we aren't the lord is going to have people answer the call to take over when the when there are 
people who are very bad. And unfortunately, it's usually the CEOs. It's, you know, the reason why Disney was able to go so far Mm -hmm. is because of the CEO. And there's always those, usually the higher up people are the people that are okaying everything. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of the, the goes back to what we started talking about at the very beginning of this whole thing was Balenciaga. A lot of people are like, okay, well, the company said they were sorry and they're going to sue someone. The fo- It was all the photographer's fault. If you're in Hollywood, you know, whether it's a modeling gig that you do because, you know, for any reason or it's active, the CEO knows what goes on. They're, mm-hmm. Those props were not put there without being okayed by at least right? 10 people. Yeah. There, you know, there's the, the model, yeah. the kid model, whatever kid had to be approved that you don't just get approved by a casting director. It had to go all the way up the chain, even for a modeling gig. That's how you get them. You have to go all the way up. So every part of that shoot was known by the CEO. The only way people should stop being upset about that is if it's remedied and that's, it's taken, not that the photos are taken down, not that they say sorry, but because they get rid of the, the people who are actually doing these things. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing in Hollywood. It's the same thing in the world. It's the same thing. We just need to work and pray and intercede and, and just let the Lord do. Cause I do think, like I said, I think we're in a time where he's raising up people. There's going to be, I absolutely believe 110% that you are going to make movies and that mm-hmm. you will absolutely be successful in doing so. And I really do believe that the Lord, I like, mm-hmm even praying over this conversation before it even happened, the Lord has highlighted that in you for me a lot, because I know your heart for the industry. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Lord's told me you have some really, really cool ideas that he's I do. You. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I do. <laughs> they are really cool. Yeah, God, God told me. So, yeah. so the thing is, is like you are going to have an opportunity to do that. And I think that we are living in a time where we're going to see more people like you, more people like me, more people mm-hmm. who are, you know, heads and CEOs of other companies that believe in the Lord and are like, hey, I think I can run this and I think I can do it better. And they're going, that's what we're stepping into. So it kind of ties back into st- standing up for what you believe in right now. I think we're in a time where yeah. God is like, if you're going to, who's going to stand up for me and take, lead the charge of this next time. And I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Um, okay, Taylor, I would love for you to pray. Um, something that I've been thinking about is just this whole thing of like, I guess I, maybe even just like praying for people's eyes. Maybe some people need their heart softened towards what they mm. see in Hollywood and the people they see in Hollywood. Because I mean, I'm at this point now where God's done a lot in my heart. It just like my heart breaks for a lot of these people and, yeah. and, and just being like, God, restoration, like restoration. Um, I, there's a couple of celebrities that God always highlights to me, uh, that I have as like my regulars, but then there's always new people or CEOs or whatever. I think like, I want to see these people redeemed. I want to yeah. see these people Um, And some people do need a real touch from the Lord to have that perspective shift for them. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard not to, like we, like we said earlier, it's hard not to want to judge and it's hard not to want to say, oh my goodness, this person must be horrible. But there are, you know, everyone, we all have our own walks to live and, Mm -hmm. and we all just only can do with what, with 
our life, what we have, what we're capable of. And some people aren't capable. Some people were born into it. There's so many, there's so many celebrities that are related that you, people don't even realize they're related because change their names and it's a whole thing. But there's a reason for that because usually those people are born into it and it's so hard to get out when your whole family's there and your whole, it's Mm -hmm. everything for you. And so not, not every person in Hollywood is bad. Not every person who does bad things is necessarily got a bad heart. I think that God's heart is for restoration and God's heart is for, to see those, even the worst of people, God's heart is, is for them to come home to heaven and then Mm -hmm. to be there with him. And I think that in the end, we get so caught up on this earth of, you know, judgment and this, but, but God's the ultimate judge. And I think we might be surprised by some of the people we see in heaven because, because he wants you to just, he wants you to, he wants you to believe in him and he wants you to repent and and come to heaven. Mm -hmm. And, And so that should ultimately be, if we love people and if we're trying to see the world the way God would want us to see it, it's our job to, to love these people through, you know, they shouldn't be in places of power and they shouldn't be allowed to, you know, influence people in Hollywood if they're doing these bad things, but we can still pray over, pray for them and, and love them and just say, God, can you please like be there in the midst of these situations with them and help even in their moments, like them to see you through all of this, because they should hopefully be able to see you. And if we're doing our jobs as Christians, that's what we should be doing to even shining the light in even the darkest of spots Mm -hmm. to just say, God, this is what the Lord looks like. And it's never, you're never too far deep. You're never too far Mm -hmm. gone. You can always turn back to him. And I think his heart is that for everyone. And whether, no matter where you're at in life, even if it's not the entertainment industry. And I think that's God's heart ultimately. Yeah. So yeah. Really. All right, let's pray, Lava Girl. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Heavenly Father, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Mm. God, thank you for allowing us to come together, Lord, and just talk about you and praise you for all that you're doing in this world right now, Lord, in this time for such a time as this. Praise you for the work that you're doing in people's hearts as they're listening to this and as they go about their day and their week and their month, Lord. We just thank you for all that you are doing, Lord, even behind the scenes that we can't see when we feel frustrated, mm-hmm. like our lives are stagnant, Lord. We thank you that you are a God of your timing, Lord, and that you take care of all of those things for the good of those who love you. And Lord, we just ask right now that you would just lift off the scales of people's eyes, Lord, who can't see your love and your light. Lord, anyone trapped in any demonic contracts or any spiritual contracts, Lord, or any anything evil, whether it's in the entertainment industry or not, Lord, we just ask that you would just be with them. Lord, show them your love and your light and give us hearts that can see people's souls the way you can, Lord. Give us the ability to be able to just discern in ways that we've not been able to before. Lord, give us the courage to stand up boldly for you and your name. God, lead us in the directions that you want us to go, Lord, so that we can further this world to be more of what you made it to be, God, that we can be in positions that you want us to be, Lord, the right place, the right time, all for your glory, God, because we would just want to take back this earth. We want to take back this land. We want to take back this nation. We want to take back Hollywood, Lord. And we just ask, we know that nothing's too big to ask for, Lord. And we just ask that you give all of us our right positions where we're supposed to be. Lord, and that you just give us all the right hearts and the right mindsets for moving forward in the way that you 
want us to move forward. Lord, Amen. we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. So it's everybody. It's both God creating new industries, new mm -hmm. areas and avenues, but it's also a repurposing of certain things. And I was thinking about all your praying. I was thinking about Nineveh and, and Jonah going mm -hmm. to Nineveh. And he's like, this is what God's saying. You guys are going to be lit up with holy fire and burned up and you guys are going to die. And then they repented and they mm -hmm. completely changed their ways. And I think, and these are horrible people. Like the Ninevites were horrible yep. what they did. Um, and, uh, and so I think that it's going to surprise us what stays, but honestly, who, what, what production companies stay, what, what entertainment companies stay and which ones don't that's up to God. And ultimately, yeah, Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so um, I I just want to speak life. I want to speak life mm. uh, over the things that I see that I really feel God's heart for. Um, I really want to speak life over those things. So yeah. um, everybody just keep a weathered eye. Listen to the spirit. Allow him mm. to convict you. If, you know, maybe you've been a little too judgmental over uh, celebrities and, and, um, and, and uh, there's a couple like Kanye who really needs prayer right now, <laughs> Lord be with him. Um, you know? And so I think that not, instead of being like, Oh, here they go again, or here they go. Maybe there's a different tune that we can start mm -hmm. singing over these people. Yeah. Well, instead of, we like you said, Con bringing up Kanye, like not to go down that rabbit hole, yeah. but, but pray for him. Yeah. Instead of yeah. judging him, let's pray for him. Because first of all, I will say the media takes everything and takes a clip of it and oh, spins absolutely. it. absolutely. So yes. unless you watch the entirety of his crazy last interview, you really don't know the full context of what he was saying. And right. not that it's right and not that there's any world, you know, right. but we all, none of us should judge. And so instead, right. pray, pray for him yeah, because he needs it right now. And, so and with the industry, Lord knows what that poor man is going through because I, I do think I, I think that he's been a victim of a lot of the system as well and that doesn't excuse saying horrible horrific things but prayer can like I said bring back even the worst of people absolutely so. amen yeah um okay so Taylor uh obviously you co-host his story so tell people about his story what <laughs> it is and what time it's on and then also tell people about your socials. Yes. So you can find me on His Glory TV on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And I believe that's 8 Eastern. Yes. And we, I host, I co-host with Pastor Dave His Story, which we interview celebrities of many different kinds, athletes, actors, musicians who love the Lord and who have wonderful stories about God and how God has worked in their lives and in their hearts. We just had on... Um, I think it was last week or the week before we had John Schneider on. It was such a fun time talking awesome. to him about how he found the Lord and just really cool. We have some amazing guests. And so um, you actually get the positive side of Hollywood over there. So his story on his glory TV Wednesdays at five. And then you can find me um, on social media. Instagram is at Tay Duels. So that's, that's mainly yes, what I'm on most of the time. Also, <laughs> At John Schneider was Jonathan Kent on Smallville. He was. So, yeah. Yes. Big he's, fan, so. he's also amazing. And his story, like nice his story with how the Lord 
found him was pretty, pretty cool. That was a pretty cool one. Also because Johnny Cash is how he found God. Oh, which I love was that. really cool. Love it was that. very, very interesting twist of fate. But yeah, yeah, so we it's it's fun for me because I get to talk with some people who are friends and then meet new people all who believe in God, which is nice yeah. hope for the industry. <laughs> very cool. So it's Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Yep. Eastern. Yep. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Well, Tay Duels, thank you so much. So great. Thank you. Such a such a great conversation especially for my yeah. first day back, you know, sometimes you're a little like sluggish <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Tay duels is on. This is going to be good. So yeah. Oh, we yeah. could talk forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your Monday tomorrow. We've got Andrew Whalen back. He's just super passionate and it's going to be great. Uh, cause he's just going to light the place up. So um, that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, there's a donation link at the end, lightfire.com slash donate. All of the proceeds go to make sure that this stays free and that it's five days a week and that it's accessible on as many platforms as we can manage, which is only four right now. And then uh, also we're doing well, water well stuff, digging a new well every three days over in Uganda. We're going to be doing some stuff stateside as well with First Nations people. Amazing stuff ahead. I want to thank everybody who's donated so far to keep this thing afloat. God bless you guys. All right. So we'll see you guys tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Andrew Whalen. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.